Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of September the 9th, 2019. Man, it's September already. I can't believe it. This week on the show, we uh, have your voicemails. That's right, after a couple of episodes with our uh, book club and a few discussion topics, we actually have a whole lot of voicemails from you all, and we want to have your voices heard. So here come your voicemails. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Hey there, everybody. It is Troy. Uh, Chris is again on assignment. Uh, but uh, lots of things happening in the world of Ghostbusters uh, this week. We've got Halloween Horror Nights is starting uh, out in Florida and in Hollywood. And uh, some some really cool uh, uh, merchandise is on the way. Uh, obviously, with the Hasbro announcement that we talked about a couple weeks ago, there's some cool stuff outside of that though uh and uh, ghostbusters the video game we're gearing up for that release in september i'm sorry october october 10th that game will be released but uh but this week i thought what we would do is we would play some of your voicemails because obviously you know uh, dragon con just happened and i saw that a lot of people really had fun i know the s have some podcast did a, a live show out there that a lot of people were talking about and a uh, friend of the podcast ron daniels uh, marched in the parade <laughs> with an ectomobile ladder which i really got a kick out of but uh yeah so i'm gonna turn it over to you guys uh this is your show uh, this week and i'm gonna let you run with it so here we go with your voicemails greetings troy and chris this is mark the very same one who passed on his digital code back for films in july yeah i've been listening for a while now and after listening to the uh, wild and crazy dice audiobook i thought i'd chip in uh, somewhere from across the pond from what I remember, um, we never really had the ability back in the 80s to uh, see any of the shows from SNL and Second City, so my main access to the actors was from our local video rental. Being a young child at the time, our selection was limited to um, our use certificate being universal and PG, uh, parental guidance, so it wasn't until later, till I was a bit older, that I was able to get around to seeing things from Eddie Murphy. I'd known about John Belushi's drug issue, so hearing about what the, the rampant use was between almost all of the stars at the time was quite the eye-opener, if thinking it aloud, saying it aloud sounds a little bit um, naive, uh, being the being in the particular decade, and the aggressiveness that um, Eddie Murphy had was also a bit of a shock, and um, I thought yeah, it would be more of a... Uh, easy going but in letting his anger and frustrations out on his um, his live shows but I always did think um, after well, while listening to it that both Steve Martin and Rick Moranis were essentially the, the well, sensible ones 
but that's sort of a couple of films. My knowledge of um, the others, uh, like Chevy Chase and John Candy, were very much limited to the films I'd seen them in, um, like Spies Like Us and Planes, Trades and Automobiles, where they had a double-hander with others that I'd already got into, like Dan and uh, Steve Martin, obviously, in Planes and Trains. Having gone on a bit of a nostalgia spree, I've been going through my Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, and um, I'm not that surprised that some of the films have uh, dated quite badly. Very, very unlikely would have been made today. Um, I highly doubt that um, a lot of the, the scenes by Rodney Dangerfield from in, while he was in Caddyshack would have been made the cut. But on the flip side, how many have stood the test of time? Ghostbusters being one. Bringing it back round to Ghostbusters and listening back to some of the old episodes of the podcast, I'm extremely interested to uh, hear what the uh, the intro to the podcast is going to be like in the next 12 months with the next one coming along. Sort of staying away from spoilers, um, pictures and stuff that have been popping up, we've been looking at it with interest. So I'm looking forward to that. Not that I didn't enjoy Ghostbusters 2016, answer the call. Very much like that, maybe jumping places, but we're looking forward to seeing what uh, Jason's going to do with the franchise. I think that's about it. See you all on the other side. Out. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Josh Brown, one of the moderators of Positively Ghostbusters. Um, just wanted to call and talk to you guys real quick about my my collection. I have three of my my favorite pieces. Um, my actually my my earliest favorite piece um, is the now comics um, the real Ghostbusters starring in Ghostbusters two. It's not uh, it's not overly rare. I don't think. I think there was only three thousand of them in print. Uh, it's the trade of it. Um, it took me twenty years to find though. So uh, when I was four years old, I saw the Universal Spooktacular. Uh, Ghostbusters Spectacular, and my parents bought me the, the, I think the part two or part three of the comic book, and I wore that thing out because I read it so much. Uh, flash forward 20 years, looking on Amazon real quick, I found it. I found the whole trade, so I bought that. It was 20 bucks, and it just has hold, held a special place in my, in my heart looking at my collection. I love it. And uh, my second favorite piece is I just, I, over the course of this past year, I just have, have picked up a couple of rare items. And one is a Diamond Select um, rare custom built Ernie Hudson action figure box. And it's pretty neat. It has Ernie Winston in the middle. And it's signed by Ernie Hudson on the outside, on the front and back. Uh, and that was the night that I actually went to dinner with Ernie Hudson, got to talk shop with him for a couple hours about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 3 a little bit. He was a pretty cool guy. And then lastly, which I just got the other day, uh, my fiance surprised me with the San Diego Comic-Con uh, burnt state puffs. Itty bitty. It's now like really sentimental to me, and I love it so much because it was like the first gift that she gave me after we got engaged. So, um, 
Yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool topic that you guys went over. Hope to hear more uh, more collectors out there give their little bits, their favorite items. So keep up the good work, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Hey, this is Aaron from the GB2 Magnum Ghostbusters. I was just calling about the collection. Uh, for mine, mine's more sentimental. Um, my grandma, before she passed away in 1989, she used to make stuff for me. And where I was a huge Ghostbuster, you know, fan, she made me a small pillow and a, uh, seat cushion for my rocking chair and it has the no ghost logo on it so that's what i hold dear in my collection and i let my kids use it you know with their stuff and you know but that's what i hold dear in my collection hey this is ivan shablowski arkham ghostbusters really enjoying the uh, book club edition here uh looking forward to part two just wanted to throw out there that as a 50-year-old American, I grew up watching SCTV, uh, but even without SCTV to uh, guide me, I would have thought of John Candy as inherently Canadian due to, say, his role in National Lampoon's vacation. Uh, he, he is just like the most accommodating security guard you could possibly imagine at Wallywood. So that was never in doubt in my mind, no matter what roles he played after that, that he was about as connect as you get. Uh, Rick Moranis, I mean, he's extremely Canadian. I confess that probably the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie Great White North stuff is, is the reason for that. So maybe I would not have thought of him as Canadian but I, I don't have the luxury of being able to remove that from my head. And I've never really, well, in the 80s, I never really felt that someone like Dan Aykroyd, for example, was inherently Canadian. I knew he was Canadian, but it did not come through in his comedy that I observed. Anyway, uh, that, that's my take. Just, you know, since that was a question you all asked on the previous episode, and I am, again, looking forward to the rest of it. Later. Hi, Chris and Troy and all the Ghost Heads out there. This is Pablo from New York calling in uh, in response to uh, last week's episode uh, regarding the Ghostbusters, uh, if it, if it, uh, Ghostbusters 3 had come about in the 90s, if we had gotten you know, uh, basically, the new film, it was happening then, and what would the reality be like if it had the success in 1989 with Ghostbusters 2, something I and a lot of friends have uh, spoken about. And I think you guys uh, hit every uh, point that could be made about the, the success of, of, of GB2 if it had been successful in that reality. I think, personally, for me, I'm not too sure if I would actually be a Ghostbusters fan because, well, I would be a fan, but I'd probably come about it in a similar way as I look at Back to the Future because um, although I love Back to the Future and it's, well, yeah, I guess second or third place in my favorite films of all time, 
I'm really satisfied with with that series to the point that, you know, we don't really need anything else beyond that. No reboots or sequels or, you know, the games and the comics are enjoyable. But possibly, I don't think it'd be as into Ghostbusters because something about having this long-time open-ended uh, story, you know, like it, it technically did end, but not really with a final conclusion for Ghost, with Ghostbusters 2. Like, something about that, it kind of attracted me because I kind of like stories that don't really have too many endings or, you know, they just end nicely and you don't need any more. Like, I was pretty fine with the six Star Wars films and three Back to the Future movies, so, you know, but with Ghostbusters, we only had one and two, and the fun of thinking another good story was always there. So that's something to consider. I think maybe I or some younger fans would have just said that's a trilogy from the past, it ended, and there's nothing to really look forward to in the future as far as, you know, another sequel or a reboot. Maybe a rebooted series would have come about, but who knows. Um, thanks again, and uh, have fun, you guys. Can't wait for the next episode. Hey, guys. It's Adam from Ghostbusters North. Uh, just listening to the second part of the Interdimensional Crossroads book club. Uh, you guys were talking about Saturday Night Live and how is it possible for a generation to be influenced like the SNL crew did for us, I guess, all of, all the audience that's listening to this. Um, I do think it's possible. Uh, I look at one example of the Chappelle show. That's kind of the last time comedy had lightning in a bottle that influenced the generation. Uh, obviously, Dave Chappelle's in a lot of hot water right now with his Netflix comedy special, but still, it's edgy enough that it's it's affecting people. It's affecting culture. It's, um, you know, whether you, whatever line, whatever side of the line you, you stand on regarding that, you know, you have something to say about it. And that's kind of like how Saturday Night Live was. Um, the other thing with that is, you know, in regards to so many different streaming platforms, uh, you have your opportunity. You have a much smaller stage than the three channels or four channels we all grew up with but you have a chance. You have more of a chance now to show the world what you can do. But the problem is there's so many other people trying to do it. They're not at the level that Saturday Night Live was. I mean, to be on those three, four channels that existed, you could be pretty damn good. Um, not saying that there aren't some good, great, uh, iconic things happening now, but a lot of it's pretty mediocre and we forget about it. So uh, I think we will have a, another... Uh, generation-defining comedic talent come about again, just as we did with Saturday Night Live and even Dave Chappelle uh, and his show on Comedy Central. But um, it's just, it's going to take the right combination of talent, timing, and honestly, preparation. And sadly, we just, in today's culture, that just doesn't exist for a lot of performers. But just food for thought. I appreciate the show. I always look forward to listening to you guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Later. Hi, Chris and Troy and all the ghost heads out there. This is Pablo from New York. Um, hopefully, I'm not. my headphones aren't too bad uh, calling in, uh, and I hope you can hear me well. Um, I'm responding to uh, this week's episode, which was um, in regards to 
the other the what if of casting and uh what would happen if certain people got involved and it had me thinking about uh the fact that um I think I hope I'm not butchering the name Paul Newman that he was supposed to be Chandor and or Gozer and that when the guys come in and then go to say you know take on Gozer that <laughs> an 80s sort of yuppie um well-suited man comes out and uh, they would be addressing that and I I really wondered how that would affect the film and the franchise as a whole because when it comes to the iconography of Ghostbusters Gozer is part of that supernatural cast of characters across the films and comics and the you know across all the mediums that uh, they've included Gozer and even name dropped that that character has left an impact. And I wondered if we got Paul Newman, would anybody really consider that character to be iconic or cool? I mean, Paul Newman is great, but I like that they went with another, with an actress and, you know, the design for Gozer in that was far more creative and fun than just putting a man in a suit for a joke and even by then at that point most people have taken the film seriously that they can't really see the jokes in some places sometimes so yeah that's that that would be a really big what if of just like you know including the eddie murphy and john candy paul newman as gozer or shandor that that would be pretty big so there's some food for thought and uh talk to you guys next time Wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding, just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Stop Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, there it was everybody thanks for calling in uh, we always appreciate your voicemails uh, we apologize when we don't get to play them because uh, you know for for timing purposes sometimes you'll leave a voicemail and then uh, we won't be able to fit it into the show for several weeks later um, but uh, I always appreciate everybody calling in we love to hear your thoughts uh, this is as much your podcast as it is uh, for Chris and myself uh, next week we will have a, a regular regularly scheduled i mean the schedule is still the same but we're gonna have one of our regular programs chris will be back we'll be talking about news we'll have a fun discussion topic um and uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun there certainly is a whole lot to talk about and uh and man i'm so jealous of everybody that's going to the halloween horror night so if you have a chance go check it out the uh 
the maze that they've put together for Ghostbusters looks incredible. And then in Florida, they've got their sort of uh, whatever they call their the equivalent of the world of color where they do a projection uh, show that includes Ghostbusters, among several other Halloween themed uh, film properties. So uh, until next week, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Cats. We're so good.